kickoff for proceedings here live at Oakland's Junction. I tell you what, it is a beautiful day in Melbourne Town. Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer, James Price from the Inglis office. He's the boss here in Melbourne anyway, and he joins us here. G'day, James. G'day, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Um, this sale to me, and I think it's because of the... 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 Um, I think it's the improvement of the farms in Victoria, especially with Yearlong and Rosemont, just to name a couple. But it seems like the, the, the breeding industry is getting stronger in Australia and then that carries through to this sale. Yeah, the first farm you mentioned there, Yulong, the uh, the mega operation that it is becoming, and uh, we can see it first and foremost in this catalogue. Yes. They uh, they dominate an entire barn here at Oakland's Junction with uh, with 77 horses and um but uh, yeah, and then you talk about Rosemont and their investment in the in the industry, particularly here in Victoria with broodmares and stallions. Uh, over the last little bit, with you know stallions like Seamus Award and Star Spangled Banner, and um, yeah, with and then you look at Blue Gum and uh, uh, Jason and Mel Stenning and Sean and Kathy Dingwall yeah. and their investment uh, in recent years buying Blue Gum off the Campbell. So uh, I think the state's in a terrific position, um, and as you say with uh, young and up-and-coming stallions as well. It just all bodes well to uh, a strong catalogue, which then leads into positive results on the track as well. So putting this catalogue together, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it, really, with the 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 numbers that Yulong will be providing here at the sale. Um, will that have its um, positives and, and negatives, or how do you think that will work with, with a farm represented as much as Yulong will be here? I think it's... Uh, I think it's tremendous um it's got tremendous upside yeah. for this sale particularly from a buying point of view uh if we look at firstly look at the stain representation with written tycoon he's i mean he's a phenomenal stallion throughout his entire career but the last couple of weeks he's had an extraordinary uh result with his two-year-olds on the track and you know older stakes horses as well and alabama express who yeah. the market have now decided is a proven stallion and yes. paying proven stallion money for yearlings uh, as well as young stallions like uh, Lucky Vega. And, you know, to the credit of the whole Yulong team, I mean, it's a massive operation to have this many yearlings in preparation. They've all arrived here. And with these big drafts, you expect to see a tail, yeah. as in, you know, horses that you think are going to be hard to sell. Um, but uh, it's a beautifully presented draft. They're all walking really well. So, um, And then you look at the mare quality that these yearlings, Yulong yearlings have come from. Yeah. I mean, they're extraordinary. I mean, there's a catalogue... You know, it's a draft of horses that could appear in any sale. You know, half these horses could be in the in the Easter sale. So yeah. to have them here selling in Victoria, we're extremely lucky. Well, Mr. Zhang went on that spending spread. He's been a little quieter this year. He's still been pretty active, but he, he went to every broodmare sale and just brought every black-type mare in Australasia. So um, he's going to be able to breed some superstars along the journey. But when, when you think about the mares that he's purchased, he needed some some of his bulls to really stand up and written tycoons getting on a little bit but Alabama, Alabama Express was a stallion that he desperately needed and um, he's put his hand up at just the right time mm, he's, he's so, going to be yeah. pretty popular he might be he might be a close shot before you know it because he's got, <laughs> Mr. Zhang needs to serve, service all of his own mares yeah well he and he's an incredibly uh, incredibly smart businessman particularly I mean he hasn't been in the thoroughbred game particularly long mm. but you look at last year he in, at the beginning of last year he invested in Pirata and stood Pirata for the first time last year buying him off Aquas and look at the strengths he's gone to with his yeah. two-year-olds I mean he had Coleman who started favorite in the Blue Diamond and he's got a number of other two-year-olds so he's really started his two-year-old career off really well whilst the horses here in this sale are there are not many Pieratas in right. the Yulong draft because they're not bred by them but you know going down the track to strengthen his stallion roster written tycoon um, Alabama Express Pirata in his yep. first season stallion Tagaloa uh, he's very well represented so these uh, these young stallions of Yulongs with the strength of the broodmare band get every chance um, this is a sale where you can find a bargain really like you have a look at the horses that have been purchased for under $100,000 that have been able to win our best races and be our best gallopers at, at some stage just proves that this is a this is a sale where um for the mums and dads out there and, and for your punters club syndicate or if you've got a group of mates that want to get into a share in a horse, this is a sale that you can go and ring a trainer or look at the, the results and say, well, if I like this horse, that you can get, get into it at a, get into a galloper at, a, at an affordable price. To think you could have bought an Everest winner, think about it, yes. for $70,000 out of this sale. What was Nature Strip worth? 
nature strip was I'd say around the hundred mark, one twenty yep. I reckon. Yeah. But then also let's look at the Corfu Guineas winner, Griff. Yes. He cost eighty thousand dollars. So in the space of uh about two weeks in the spring last year we had Griff win the Caulfield Guineas, we had Think About It win the Everest, and we had Attrition win the Turak. Yeah. So, you know, phenomenal. Attrition was cheap too, wasn't he? He was 210, so yeah. he's above the average, but uh, it just shows what uh, what value you can have here. And as you say, I mean, what the best thing about racing is these days is racing with a group of mates. Yeah. You can own 1% of the bill, but as an old boss of yeah. mine says, you own 1% of the bill, but 100% of the thrill, like that is your horse. So, you know... If you're out there and you're half thinking about you've never owned a horse, get a group of mates together. Yep. You put put fifty to $100,000 together, come and buy a horse, and if you don't have the knowledge, approach an, an agent you know, approach a trainer you know, and you know they'll look it, after you. It's easy. I, I'll give you a story here. that um, So at Easter last year, we got into a horse with Hawksy, Team Hawks. It was a cult by Red and Tycoon. He was worth, I think they paid 200 or 1000 for him. So we took 2.5% between, between three mates. You register a syndicate with um, Racing Australia. That's probably the only thing that they really do. So um, you, you can register your syndicate there. And um, it's pretty easy. It costs you a couple of hundred dollars. And there's three of us in um, this horse that's trialling today at Rose Hill. And it's like, yeah, it's like 2.5% between between all of us. But we, we carry on like we're... We're Rupert Lee. And the, the, the dream's still alive. It's an 100%. unraced two-year-old. It's trialling today. It's still got a chance to get to the, the golden, golden slipper. slipper. That, that's what we're going to. <laughs> what's the last race before the slipper? Um, the, the Todman? Yeah, I think yeah, it is. That yeah, we'll go to the Todman, win that, and well, then we'll arrive on Golden Slipper Day and say, who do you think you are, Storm Boy in Switzerland? But then if you're not quite up to the Golden Slipper and you're not quite ready, you go straight to the, aim for the JJ Atkins Group 1 in Queensland. Oh, we've got the later. champagne and the size. Yeah, sorry. And I'm a bit disappointed that we missed out on the English $2 million race. You could have pushed that back a little later for us. Yeah, you should have put it in uh, the uh, partner syndicate, the girls syndicate, 75%. You would have got an extra 400 Yeah, that's a very good winning. point. We're all going to have girls to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can put our mum and sister in it. Um, so so you've got the English, the English races. We've got a big race on Saturday, the English Sprint, mm. which is a, a fascinating race. Cabalas... He was purchased online, so I, just, I don't know where, where was he was where where was he purchased as a yearling. He was in, he was a million dollar Easter yearling. Easter, yeah. And then he was obviously bought by the Colts a Colts Correct. syndicate, and it was deemed that he wasn't quite up to the level that they wanted, which yep. is which is their business model. So they then chose to sell the horse online, and you know sell the horse as with a horse with plenty more upside, uh, and bought by Derby Racing. Yeah. So if you've like it, because I think the online sales at English, you lead the way in the world regarding the success that you've had with online um, sales. And you probably, it'd be nearly the biggest part of your business. We, well, close to. Close to. We turned over, I think, $92 million last yep. year. And prior to that, it was about 91. So whilst we, it was obviously accelerated through uh, the COVID years where people couldn't travel, they couldn't see horses. No, so they yes. had to become familiar with buying horses online. And um, But we thought that would sort of soften um, throughout the year but it's it's just made the industry incredibly fluid in terms of trading it's just trade 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 now yeah. and I suppose full credit must go to the sellers on the site because what it, with their transparency and the information they've put online what it's allowed is to give buyers confidence yeah. that they can buy and then the results out of the sale particularly like that horse um, that they know they can go online and they're not they're, they're just not sort of pass-offs and yeah. there's, there's potential to be had. And I think that, as Bjorn Baker pointed out to me yesterday here on Giddy Up, is that it's becoming a lot like that people are getting used to it now, that horses are moving from different stables because owners want to get rid of their horses or, as you just point out with Cabalas, there's a syndicate there that they want to make stallions and if this horse needs to be gelded, then it's not really interested. It doesn't really interest them. So there's different um, business perspectives and um, different business goals for certain certain owners in the game. So I think it's terrific. I've been a big advocate to get claimers in. Like, I think claiming racing would sort out a few of the handicapping problems because we can handicap our own horses in claiming races. But um, the question I'm trying to ask you, I've, I've just dissected there a little bit, is that if you purchased a horse on the Inglis Online that was sold initially at a Magic Millions or Caracas sale, mm. are they eligible for the English races? You can't be eligible for both race series. Oh, okay. Yeah, and if you buy... And if you purchase a racehorse yes. already in training, 
it uh, it and it's not nominated for the race series, it's too late. Oh, okay. So a horse to be nominated for the English race yep. series has to be paid up on the 31st of July in that horse's yielding month. Oh, okay, there you go. Yielding, just before they turn two. Yeah. So fortunately, with Cabalas, he was nominated by Newgate, who bought him as a yearling. Yes. And therefore, he's eligible throughout his life for the race series. I bet you they didn't put that on the asking price when they. That's that's an extra. They, they should have got an extra hundred thousand for that. Well, he's racing for the race is worth seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars on Saturday, which is obviously why it's created um, such a great field, fantastic field. So we start on Sunday and then Monday, Tuesday. Book one is Monday, Sunday, Monday, and yep. then we get into book two Tuesday. Yeah, we've tightened uh, book one slightly. Uh, last few years we've had two and a half days of book one but we've timed it slightly just to yep. make it into uh, Sunday and Monday and then um, Tuesday is uh, is book two uh, having seen 95% of the horses now there's some lovely horses on that yep. uh, Tuesday session so if you're out there thinking about you know opportunities that uh, to, to buy I would certainly look at that Tuesday session because there's certainly some lovely lovely yep. race horses they might not have the the pedigree of the book one horses but um, certainly some athletes out there so you have a look at Oakland Junction. You walk in, they've got the Black Caviar bar. So that tells you the Black Caviar was purchased here. She went for $200,000 and she was she was really expensive for a, a, a Bella Spree at that, that stage. So she must have been some type. Oh, she was extraordinary. Just so much power and depth. Yeah. And like, you look at her girth, she just must have some set of lungs and a yeah. massive heart. And uh, yeah, and obviously off a, off a fantastic breeder in Gilgai. I mean, yeah. a farm like them, you... If I was a regular buyer, I would just say, well, he knows how to mate his horses. Yep. Let's just um, look at the type and buy yep. with confidence. So we'll think about it and we'll try and buy a, a black caviar um, or a nature strip or something like that. Bella Nipatina. They're out there. Yeah. They're um, in the catalogue. Yeah. Thanks for your time, mate. We look forward to catching up with you on Monday. We'll be out here on Sunday as well just to have a look around. And, yeah, it's always exciting. And there's a bar here. For, it's a good day too if you're just thinking about heading to... Like the sales, are, there's something a little bit different. All the big trainers and owners are here. You get to see some beautiful horses go through, but it's a bit of an event too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's free entry. I yep. mean, we start at 10 o'clock, arrive, just um, arrive early, taking the atmosphere. The auditorium, it's it's a unique atmosphere. Yes. It's tight and there's people everywhere and yeah, yeah. it's such, such a buzz. And as you say, I mean, you can rub shoulders with, you'll see some jockeys out here, but all the trainers will be here. Yep. I mean, this is not this is not a racetrack. There's no mounting yard where there's no. restricted access. And they want to talk to you too, especially Absolutely. if you've got some money in your pocket. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> Thanks, Bryce. You appreciate it. Thanks. Dean Watling joins us down to preview Ramwick on a Saturday afternoon, highlighted by the two big group ones. The Very Elegant, where we see Fangirl as a dominant favourite. And it's a beauty, I think, the surround stakes for the three-year-old fillies. Hello to you, Dino. Morning, Gareth, and good morning to all the listeners. How do you think this track will play? Yeah, it should play really well. Ramwick uh, railing the true. A little bit of juice in the track throughout the week. I think it will be a perfect playing surface, if anything. Maybe with the drying conditions yesterday and today, it might just uh, mean that forward of midfield. But I think lanes in the straight, you want to sort of get to lanes three plus. So it should be an absolute cracking day. And like you mentioned, I think the surround stakes is the, probably the feature and the best race of the day. So how do we make some money? Where do we start with your specials? Yeah, well, we start off in race number six, the Sweet Embrace. It's a good Phillies race. Obviously, this is a key lead up as we move into the slipper for the girls. I thought Manal was the best bet of the day now with Olympia coming out. Maps to perfection from gate six. I, I can hear it in your voice today. You're a little flat, aren't you, Dino? Yeah, I am flat with that scratching of Valentia. Yes, guys. It hasn't been the start of the morning that I wanted, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, Dino. Like, usually I don't see you this deflated or hear you this deflated. Yes. Uh, well, you put the hard work in. You, you, you do the race without fields, without barriers. You come up with gate three, maps to perfection. You think, I've nailed it. And then you wake up on a Friday morning and, yep, she comes out. That's a great game, guys. It's what happens when you get into all-in markets and futures markets that can bite you um, when you yeah, leave the I, know. I think it's a lesson to all of us as well. And we're, we're like, it as is. much as you can be... As much as you can do all of the work and you think that you and you get excited, don't we, as racing fans and as punters, and we go, oh, Alentia, I don't know how they beat her, but um, there's a lot that can go wrong in the sport of thoroughbred racing. There's so many different variables, and they are horses, but um, track bias on, on, on race day, you can get the wind conditions that can swap around. So there's so much that need to go that needs to go right, Dino. 
It does, and look, we we never learn anything from winning. You learn everything from losing. So uh, that's what I'm going to take out of it. I'm trying to look a little bit positive um, yep. because I've been in a negative mood all morning, but that's okay. Uh, we start with the best for the day. Race six, number one, Manal. I think she maps to perfection. Gate six should land three pairs back on the outside. That should be the the key setup. Um, she was really good late last start behind Lane's Camel Diamond. Uh, the opposite form reference is Castagna, who's the danger, brings the Switzerland form. I just think gate 14. Uh, suggest that Philly's in a lot of trouble from the draw. I think Manal, uh, race six, number one, is the best bet of the day there, Gareth. All right, then. So I love that for Michael Freeman. What else have you got for us, mate? Yeah, race eight, I, I could just mention the surround stakes. It's an outstanding addition this year. I really like the race. I think you can dissect it heavily and come up with uh, a couple of different angles. The angle I want to take is the two-bet play, the four learning to fly, who was exceptional last start. Tricky set up, but Chad Schofield gave her a peach. I think she gets such a better set up here from gate six. No real speed, so she can position up sort of in the one, one or three pairs back of the outside. But I don't want to discount the five. Tis invincible as well. Happy to forgive that one poor run first start when nothing really went right. Patrol's part of that suggested she'd come back even better than the spring. So happy to forgive one bad run and gate five is perfection to her. I could even see her leaning outside the leader possibly or in the one, one as well. So Happy and keen to bet in race eight with a four learning to fly and the five is invincible. G-Man. Yes. And have you got anything else for us? Are you only playing in those two races today? Or on yeah, Saturday? I'm just going to play in those two. I think outside of that, Cole Crusher in the last looks a, a pretty good bet. Just want to see what the speed yep. does get to Saturday. But yeah, the, the first two that I mentioned, they're the ones I'm most keen on. All right, then, Dana, you enjoy your day. Hopefully your mood changes. Um, and you just go outside and Give us a, give us some tips with some cooking lessons or um, what you're doing at the gym or give us another kind of video that you do with your dog or something like that just to put a smile back on your face. That's it, Gareth. I'll be going for a walk in about uh, 30 seconds to get a coffee and I'll be taking a video at the beach with Forrest and the sunrise. <laughs> Good on you. Thanks for that, Dino. Thanks, mate. Good meeting at Ascot there on a Saturday afternoon across there in Western Australia. There is a couple of feature races there. You've got the Lex Piper Stakes for the three-year-olds at a listed level and also the Thousand Guineas, the Ascot Thousand Guineas for the three-year-old fillies. I think Pete Anthony's is ready to go to join us here on a Friday morning. Uh, g'day, Pete. Yeah, g'day, Gareth. How's things, mate? Yeah, going well. Um, would have been better if uh, Ultimate Command maybe got the, the bob in on the line there at Bunbury on Wednesday or even got the protest. Yes. But uh, nonetheless, I'm actually in uh, in a mood at the moment, clearly, because I'm backing another two Ridgeport horses uh, in the blue and green silks for Neville Parnham and Chris Parnham. So uh, we'll hope that okay. we can get the, the, the money there on the weekend. Look, two-year-old race, race two, number 10, my Zoom. This uh, filly, the Russian Revolution filly, seems to have turned corner this prep. The trials have been far better, and they've stuck the blinkers on the most recent of those. And I thought that performance, settling on speed, was a real good indication of how they'd ride the horse there on Saturday. There's not a great deal of pace on paper. And the favourite in Angel's Impact, look, I thought she actually had pretty much every chance there in the, uh, in the Magic Millions, in the two-year-old classic. Yep. So I'm expecting the track to favour those on speed at least earlier in the day. My Zoom on pace, $7 just looks a really good price for a horse that looks to have improved significantly on what we've seen previously. So that's uh, race two, number 10, My Zoom. So, yeah, about $7 with Bet365. What else are you doing there, Pete, at, at Ascot? Yeah, we'll go straight to the last race, race nine, number eight, Alaskan. Um, same colours, same jock, same trainer as My Zoom. Look, this horse has won its last two, both in fast tempo races. Looks to be good speed here as well. Uh, it started favourite against some of these um, characters in the market, and really I just think it has to hold that form and it should be going very close again. I wouldn't be surprised if the market finds it, especially if they're actually able to make a little bit of ground. Um, but look, I think over the 1800, they can often overcompensate with, the, with some of the wider gates. So often you do get a very fast tempo race. It's figures are just better than the rest. So um, yep. I'm happy to be going with that horse. So that's race nine, number eight in Alaskan. An opinion on the Lex Piper, all the thousand guineas there in, in WA? Oh, look, not a great deal of edge for me. Um, I no. think, obviously, with the boys, a lot of good men rushing to the bar. They're pretty well established. There's not a great deal of speed on that in that race. So um, it might make it a little bit more difficult for a horse like Autumn Rebel coming from last. 
Uh, and when it comes to the girls, I thought there might have been just a slight edge with guarding heaven, but the market's yes. knocked that in um, early. But look, Miss Sky High does look short enough, um, 1,400 up to 1,800, but I guess it's the right stable to be trying that. But there's also horses like Own the Queen that looks a little bit untapped. Star Rating's been doing some good things for the Kersley Yards. So, yeah, it's, it's a tricky race, and I don't really have a great deal of opinion at this stage. Good on you, brother. Thanks for that, Pete. Go well, Gareth. 21 degrees tomorrow at Flemington. So we'll be racing on a good track. And uh, it's Australian Guineas Day. Mitchy Lewis joins us here on Giddy Up this Friday. Hello to you, Mitch. Good morning, Gareth. How are you on this Friday? I, I am well, mate. Um, should be a fair, fair playing field there at Flemington tomorrow. Really looking forward to this card. Where do we start with your place? Well, let's get one early then. We'll get the day kicked off. I'm going to go in race one. I'm keen to be with number one, Cinderella Day. So this horse, she makes her debut for Graham Begg here. She's been trialling really well, including winning the infamous Imperatrice Cranbourne trial. So she was the winner of that well-publicised trial. She's got a very good record first up. Um, she's won two first up, and her other two... Uh, runs first up have been at group level which is fourth in a group three from memory and second in the group uh, third in a group two so we know she fires fresh uh, we know Graham Begg's got a super record with these new horses first up and Blake Shin in the saddle I think it sets up nicely for her and they have scratched Tin Tookie so we lose a little bit out of the market but yep. I still think it, she's a pretty good price there so 280 we bet 365 Cinderella days in the first Flemington then what are we doing mate Race seven, number eight. Right, Bex, it Cinderella Days, Beggy. Yeah, he's just put his thumbs up as he, as he walks past us. So there you go. Perfect. That's there we go. Tip. Perfect. <laughs> what um, else are we so doing? Where, where are we? Race seven, number eight, Estriella. So uh, she yeah. was very impressive winning first up. She had to do uh, a fair bit from a wide run, and I thought she did it reasonably easy. Um, soft on the line, two-length win. Uh, I like the setup for her. So we've seen her down the straight here. Barrier six puts her in a good spot. Uh, Blake Shin's got options depending on how the track's playing. So there's a bit of speed drawn outside as well. I think it all sets up nicely for Estrella here to be able to kick on second up. Yeah, love that. I think she'll be mighty hard to beat too in the English Sprint Estrella. Gee, she was impressive. I know it was a beautiful setup for her at Fleming uh, at Ramwick the other day when she was first up. But um, if she can handle the straight, she'll be mighty hard to beat. So... I think it could be a big day for Mitchie Lewis, which it usually is anyway. What else have you got for us? Uh, then we're going to go to the Guineas. So I, I'm not knocking Riff Rocket or anything. I just really like the price that I'm getting for V8. Like, I really think he's slightly over the odds here. So um, he's drawn barrier six. He's going to be sitting up there nicely up on the speed. I think there's going to be enough tempo in this race, unlike the Caulfield Guineas last year, that I think he can just camp off there. Third up here, I thought he hit the line really nicely over the 1,400 metres behind Mr. Brightside and prior to Jenny. So I've, there's been a few questions if he can get the 1,600 metres. But I think the way he hit okay. the line up last start, third up, I think it's really ideal here. So he's my each-way player of the day, V8. I think he's, him to place is as the same price as Riff Rocket currently to win. So that's why I think I'm with him at the value. It's interesting. I don't know if you'll get a strong 1,600 metres, but I'm confident that you, you think that he might. So I think that's going to be the big question mark with him because I think there's going to, it's going to be a truly run guineas this year with some pace out wide. I think they'll be going... I think they, they'll run this quicker than they say that... that, that than they, they, than they yeah. did with the, the Caulfield guineas there in the spring. So um, what price are we getting now for V8? $7.50 with Damien, Damien Lane taking the ride there, mate. Um, what about at Morpherville Parks? What have you got for us there? Yeah, interesting little day at Morpherville Parks. Um, we're sort of getting ready to fire off into the uh, Adelaide Cup in about a week's time, yeah. Gareth. So uh, race three, number two, dual fuels, my first one there. She's won three in a row now. She's absolutely flying. She's a mare in form. It took her a little while to figure it out. Um, last start at Morpherville, she was over the same trip in the same grade. She missed the kick by an absolute bomb and still managed to run them down and win by an impressive margin. So I think she can just continue on here. She goes up a little bit in weight, but the way that she won last start, I don't think it's going to concern her too much. So I think she'll be able to carry on her merry way in race three there, Jill Phil. Yep. What else have you got for us, mate? Race four, number four, Bristler. So he's probably short enough now, but I, I think he's going to be pretty hard to get past. He, he's the last start winner of the 55-second challenge at Mooney Valley, and that was a reasonable BM78 field there at Mooney Valley that he knocked off that night. Uh, 
you could say that he had the favours on the track, uh, it was the leader's truck and he was drawn inside, that's fine, because it's going to be the same there tomorrow at the park, so I'm anticipating, and he gets that same setup. So barrier five, good early speed, he's got a good record here at the track, I think he should be winning race four. And you got one more for us? Yeah, one more. So race seven, number eight, Mintu Lee. Now, you might remember this horse. I tipped Yes, this horse, I do. Yeah, three or four weeks ago at about $100 at Caulfield. She was out of the Estriella race. Now, yep. I thought she there was nothing wrong with the ride, but I think it was Will Price in the saddle. Rode her like she was the best horse in the race. I think he was going to have to pinch that race, and it didn't quite play out that way. I thought she ran really well. She was only six lengths off them, but she did get caught out wide, having to come around them. I think she's a filly with very good talent. I think it sets up nicely for her here. She's got to get across from barrier 10, but she's got good early toes. So I think she'll find that position. Uh, and I think this is much, much easier race after running okay at that last start. Beautiful. Just having a look at the price there. We're getting um, about 420. Gee, she's been heavily supported with bet 365 from 850 to 420 there for that daughter of Russian Revolution. It's going to be a big day, Mitchy. You sit back and enjoy. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you, mate. You have a good day and fingers crossed. Good luck, punters. Nicholas Ashman, also from the great tip-off, joins us on this Friday morning. Hello to you, Nicholas. Hello, Gareth. How are you? I am well, mate. So I, I love joining you on a Friday because we can get to have a look at all of the feature races around the country. We've got three Group 1s. Mm. Um, one in Melbourne, the Australian Guineas. We've got two in Sydney. Um, we'll start off with the Sydney Group 1s. Would you be yep. taking the $1.50 fangirl? Yes, yes. I, I yep. think she's a, a genuine $1.50, even shorter chance of winning the race. Look, I think early markets had her around $1.30, $1.35, and then people looked at the barrier draw, barrier 10 in a 10-horse field and thought, well, she's got to go back to the tail of the field, circumnavigate them and, and beat them. But go and have a look at that first upwind. Um, yeah. That's exactly what she did, and she was too good for them. The information we've got is that Granby Trap should be a little bit off rail again on Saturday, so she should get the right conditions again. Yeah. J-Mac in the saddle, I mean, this he's just airborne when he teams up with this mare. They're five from six, and the only time they've been beaten when they've raced together was in the Cantala Stakes uh, last year on a track where it was really advantageous to be forward of midfield. So she's um, her figures, uh, G, in her last sort of four or five runs at the back end of the spring and, and now first up, she's gone to a new level. Uh, she was a sort of a, I wouldn't say genuine Group 1 horse, but she was capable of holding her own at Group 1 level. Now she's gone more than a genuine Group 1 horse. The figures she's running are, are um, you know, getting into that sort of elite category some of the times that she's running. So I think she'll take care of them again. And $1.50, if you're looking to play the multis, I think that's a good price. Uh, in terms of horses that might be able to give it a bit of cheek, I guess Linderman, second up from a spell, um, he didn't have the best run, didn't have the clearest run in the straight in the uh, Apollo Stakes behind Fangirl first up. And he typically does go a lot better when racing second up from a spell, albeit he was a bit flat last preparation when second up. But he's one that I thought might be able to run in the top three for people that want to play the exotics. What about the surround stakes? You've got Learning to Fly that continues to be well-backed with Bet365 into $2.80. Komochi at six fifty, Tis Invincible at six fifty, Tropical Squall at seven fifty, Macarena at nine, Roll on High at fifteen, Steffi Magnetica, uh, Magnetica I should say at seventeen, and then Arctic Lama's got a tough gate to overcome. She's out the gate now to nineteen dollars. What are you doing in the surround? Well, I think the key here is the, the speed map and the money, the market, because. Tropical Squall should be able to lead this lot. And if she's fit and ready to go, and she's going to a Group 1 1,400-metre race first up, and the stable do know how to get them ready. She has yes. the ability to run them long at above-average sectionals throughout this 1,400 metres and possibly draw the turn of foot out of learning to fly. Don't forget learning to fly is never raced at 1,400 metres. She's a get-back run on horse, so we think she'll get there. But she probably doesn't want a really fast tempo here. And the fly in the ointment for her winning chances for mine is Tropical Squall. Now, if Tropical Squall does go fast in front and rips the gut, so to speak, out of learning to fly sprint, then you might see some of these back markers just finish off over the top of them. Arctic Glamour produced the fastest mm -hmm. uh, last 200 metres of the meeting first up. And then you've got Zardozzi coming back from an oak who 
has looked okay in a trial recently over 1,250 metres, and albeit she'll appreciate further, she might be one running on towards the back end of this race. But for mine, each way Tropical Squall, because she's got the she's got the uh, the right, uh, I guess, uh, elements within her form to beat this favourite. So that's interesting, that setup. So Adam Hieronymus probably understands, well, he hasn't got a turn of foot like a learning to fly Komochi or a Tis Invincible, but they're vulnerable over a strong seven furlong. So I'll take that sprint out of them. He might open himself up to be vulnerable late, you're saying, to an Arctic Lammer, even maybe a uh, Macarena that could get back or a Sadozi. Like when you think about her profile, she's a big price Sadozi. I know she didn't really fire in the early part of her preparation in the spring before she really got going late, but you're getting $26 for a filly that just dominated the latter stages of the spring in well, her the, own the, age the, group. The query is, is was, did the penny drop in terms of her natural improvement as a racehorse towards the back yep. end of the spring, or was it the fact that she got up to distances that she can be competitive in? I tend to think it's the former, that the penny really dropped with her going into the Edward Manifold because, I mean, she, the, the difference between 1,600 metres and 1,400 metres isn't that much. Uh, yeah. and, and she really found form from the manifold onwards. So, yeah, I think Tropical Squall holds the key to the race. What you want to see is her nice and firm holding around that 7, 750 mark. If she does, she's a bet. All right, then I've got about a minute here. So what about who wins yep. the Australian Guineas? Riff Rocket 250, V8 750, King Colorado 750, double figures for the rest. Best setup race is the C.S. Hayes. Now, Riff Rocket run, and again, yep. he won that, and again, he's the horse to beat. But a horse that was sit- settling back with him in the run in the C.S. Hayes goes by the name of Vedat. Now, Vedat yes. was back in the ruck with Riff Rocket and had an impeded run in the straight. Here, he maps better. He's going to settle on speed, I would think, from a soft gate in what looks to be a moderately run guineas. He was only beaten one and a half by Riff Rocket, and he had some traffic issues in the straight. $20 each way all day. I'll be backing him one by two. Verdad, I love it. You're a Verdad these days. There's no doubt about that. You're probably dropping the kids off as we speak. Yeah, I'm a dad, according to my kids. They make fun of me all the time. $17 and 4.20 each way all day. I know that Michael Kett Jr. on this morning's show there um, with the boys was giving a strong indication like he did yesterday with us with Snow Patrol. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the guineas. Love your work, mate. Thebeatenfavourite.com. We can get all of your work there. Um, And you're just dominating proceedings at the moment. Thanks, brother. Jump on. Any, the work any specials? What's what do we oh, got? I, just quickly, race five at um, Flemington. I no, with the with, with with the hamburger and the lot. Oh, the burger with the the, the work burgers for the punter that wants a lot. Nine dollars a week, free trial for seven days. Yeah. Jump on and grab it. You get all the tips for Saturday for free, and uh, you got seven days to cancel it, and you won't pay a cent. So it's all there. Thebeatenfavorite.com. All right, then you got ten seconds. Race five, what? Race five, number five, Moesha. Unlucky oh. first up at Caulfield, 1,100 metres. She'll be atoning here. $5 looks a great price. Love your work, Nicholas. Keep on dominating yeah, the beaten favourite. There we go. Chris Nelson joins us now because we're racing at Eagle Farm. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Hello to you, Chris O. Good morning to you, Gareth. Yes, we are. I'm happy to say we're back at Eagle Farm tomorrow and I'm looking forward to it. Yep, take it away with your specials, brother. Just a couple. We're going for uh, quality over quantity tomorrow, and they are in the final two races. So we need to be patient. Race nine, number two, Sharp Dazzler. Now, Team Sears had this one accepted for race two and race nine. I thought it was an absolute moral in race two, up to 1,800 metres. But they've elected to go with the drop down from 1,600 to 1,400 tomorrow instead. I still think he'll be too good for them. The field aren't strong. He should be able to lob out the back there and get to the outside. The long run home suits. He loves Eagle Farm. So race nine, number two, Sharp Dazzler, the best. And each way in the last, number 14, Lady Ladar. She's uh, run a couple of races, or the last two runs this prep have been very good. No luck too back at the sunny coast. She was rattling home down the outside late last time, over 1,400, with a race with no speed. Tomorrow she gets to 1,600 metres and hopefully a, a more genuine tempo. So you can back her each way in the last, number 14, Lady Ladar. All right, beautiful. Sounds like you're pretty confident. Yeah, I am pretty confident in those two. I'd be surprised if they didn't run well. Uh, earlier in the day, looks a little bit open. Uh, maybe uh, Centre Stone in race five can run well. But I'm, I'm just sticking mainly with those two, and uh, and I'll be backing Manal in Sydney, and that'll probably do me for the day, Gareth. All right, mate, you go and get them. We appreciate your time as always, Chris. Oh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow on the Odds Couple. Terrific. Look forward to it. Thanks, Gareth. Let's catch up with Andrew O'Toole because we've got a big couple of days there in the Territory. Alice Springs 
tomorrow afternoon. We're racing at Fanny Bay today. Hello to you, Andrew. Afternoon, Gareth. Well, good morning, in fact. <laughs> yes, Thoroughbred Racing NT, the best show on sand. So we'll stick with Alice Springs tomorrow afternoon. Their carnival not far away. What are we doing from a putting perspective? Have you found us a couple of winners? Yeah, hopefully, yeah, Gareth. It's a good card there in Alice tomorrow. Only two weeks till the first day of the carnival there on the 17th of March. So um, really starting to hot up in the red centre. Uh, in the first, I think Excuses, Excuses can win again. Uh, this horse has really uh, turned the corner since going to Lisa Whittle's stable down there. And Jade Doyle visits from uh, South Australia, claims the three kilos. So Excuses, Excuses gets in really well with just 57 kilograms. Uh, he hasn't put a foot wrong in recent times, as I mentioned. So in the first race, one, number one, excuses, excuses. Uh, I think then if we uh, move down uh, the uh, day a little bit, we can go to race three. Uh, and Protostar uh, impressed me with its first up run in the territory for Terry Gillette. That was a fortnight ago. Uh, this horse formerly trained in New South Wales uh, by Rodney Robb. Uh, and uh, now in the Gillette stable. Stan Seikos takes the mount here. There's a good third first up, and I think um, with any improvement, uh, which there should have been, this horse will be very hard to beat. So race three, number five, Protostar. And then in uh, race six, I think Century Fox, number three, uh, looks a good bet on the program. Of course, uh, he won the Guineas there last year. He's had one run back this time, finished fifth. Uh, beaten about nine lengths on that occasion, but it was too short for him. Getting out to the 1,400 this time, I think, uh, is right up his alley. Jade uh, Hampson claims a kilo and a half, so he gets in well with 54.5 kilograms, and I think Century Fox, very hard to beat in the sixth. So race six, number three. Beautiful, mate. Um, uh, so what would be your very best there? Uh, I think that last one, uh, Gareth, Century Fox, race six, number three. I think he's ready to uh, put his foot right on the tilt. All right, then. Um, and the carnival's not far away as well. It's, um, it comes around pretty quickly, doesn't it? Certainly does, and of course this year in Alice, the carnival's actually three weeks earlier, or normally the first weekend in May, but yeah. uh, now it's uh, brought back three weeks earlier, so the 6th and the 7th is Cup weekend down there, of course, um, but they get underway uh, with day one on Sunday the 17th, uh, so that's St Paddy's Day, so it should be a great day in the Red Centre to kick off the carnival. Beautiful. What about today at Darwin? Uh, yeah, you can see a couple in Darwin, only uh, some small fields, that's not unusual this time of the year when Alice Springs is in full stride. Uh, a number of Darwin trainers have travelled uh, to Alice Springs to uh, prepare their horses uh, for the carnival there. Um, so we're a little bit light on for numbers in Darwin, but I think in the first, number two, Bonds Pride's a good bet. Um, it's a pretty smart horse. It's won its last three. Comes out of the tried horse sale held here by the club uh, last year at carnival time. So race one, number two, Bonds Pride. And my best bet of the day in Alice, uh, rather in Darwin, race four, number one, Mr. Havichat. Uh, he was a good second last time out in his only start so far in Darwin. Finished second in a 0-76 uh, or a benchmark 76. He's way back in grade today to a 0-64. to 64. Uh, All going well. He should be too good for them. Race four, number one, Mr. Have a chat. You're a good man. Thanks for that, mate. Good luck. Thanks, Gareth. Cheers, mate. There's Andrew Tull, NT Thoroughbred Racing. It's simply the best racing entertainment in the Territory. Thanks to Gareth Horson, Houndfall of the Equine Essentials. Darren Carroll joins us. G'day, Daz. Morning, Gareth. Um, yeah, it's impossible to know where to start, isn't it? Just such a good weekend of racing. So where do we start? We'll go to Melton. Do you have a couple of specials for us there? Yep, we'll go to Melton. Uh, race five, number nine, Fides. Um, Glenn, um, Matt Craven train driven. Just been in such good form since resuming. Um, he was a runner-up in the Turing Cup, and I thought he was huge in that race. Um, he's uh, two off the back row, he's only nine in it, so he's settled in a mid spot and I think he'd be too good. So, yeah, it's a good quality race, but I just think this horse is in super form. Another one I like, and I reckon he'd be each way price, is race six, number nine, Earl of Pembroke. Um, just got really strong form lines. Um, won the Maryborough Cup, um, then been to Sydney, last start in the heat of the um, Chariots of Fire and wasn't disgraced at rent seventh, and I thought it was a really nice run, actually. So he'll be each way from the barrier. So race six, number nine, Earl of Pembroke, the other one. All right, then, mate. What about at Menangle? You've got the Group 2 sprints, the qualifying races for the Miracle Mile. Rock and Roll do with Bet365 at sevens. Ladies and Reds had good backing at 480. Um, hot and treacherous. They continue to back this. Jason Grimson train pace and now 320 in the favourite after they bet $7. Um, this is a fascinating race. Yeah, sure is. I uh, had a good look at Ladies in Red because it's just it's so unusual. Like she's um, she's never raced outside her age group or her sex. So um, 
going to be a massive risk, doesn't it? I mean, I know its trial yeah. was really good, um, but first up against these horses, um, yeah, I think I'd be going the way of hot and treacherous, even though it, you know, it was only sort of just one first up for for the great man. But then last start he galloped out from the mobile at uh, at Newcastle from a wide yeah. gate. But yeah, I'd follow the money. What about you? Yeah, well, you can't really bet against Grimson, can you, these days? Rock and Roll do. No. I don't think he's at his best. Oh, then you want to see horses who settle nice and close. I think South Coast Arden's at a big price. He might be, yep. what, three back the fence, four back the fence. Um, and then, yeah, just depending on the tempo up front. And then in the next race, um, Hi, My Name is Jeff is going to be hard to beat, but he'll have to whiz across from that gate. There's plenty of speed drawn inside of him. Mac Dan's at a big price for mine. Eight fifty two forty. Um, even Curly James could could like you know set a little bit closer. So that's going yeah, to be Mac a great race as well. well. Um, yeah. I think his form's been outstanding. So um, I rate him a chance at the eight dollars as well. But uh, again, you know, Grimson's got the favourite, and um, you know this horse has got good gate speed. He likes to push forward, so he'll be aggressive. So they'll be running along. They'll be running time, won't they? Yeah, and you're getting it like he's rock bottom. Don't stop dreaming into a dollar eighty-five now with Bet Three Six Five. Frankie Ferocious at three dollars, like you're getting ten dollars for it's Merlin, and even better be the best. So that is one hell of a chariot of fire as well. Um, which way are you leaning? I think the favourite's the one to beat, but he's rock bottom now. Totally agree. He's the one to beat, but I couldn't possibly be taking a dollar eighty-five. No. I'm a bit surprised. Better be the best is ten dollars, Gareth. Um, yeah, well, he's got he's a lead. A, Whether he gets to the front, is he? Yeah. Um, the sooner so, the better. But, yeah. Well, if he leads, he's yeah, like he was $26 this time last week. Um, yeah, I think he's a big price too. He just keeps on running out in front, doesn't he? Yeah, he's hard horse to catch. Um, and, you know, yeah. at $10, if you've got the leader and he's a, he's a horse that loves to lead and roll, then it gives you a run for your money, doesn't he? So, oh, no, $10, that's the bet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been fighting a $10 win each and every Friday, really, lately. So mm. that could be the play. No Better be the best. No pressure. Yeah. Garrett's mm. Horse and Hound stocking the largest range at the best prices. Visit horseandhound.com.au. And don't miss the Neil Beatty Family Bought Pacing Cup on Sunday, uh, March 3, of course. Who wins the Bought Cup, mate? Oh, mate, it's always a challenge. Um, Bought's one of the trickier, trickier meetings yeah. to play each each year. Uh, I probably think Magic Cool from the back row, two off the back yeah. row. The, um, Greg Schofield does a great job with his small team, so he's probably the way I'll be leaning, but it's always a difficult day. And probably Berries and Cherries in the Trotters Cup as well. All right, and don't forget with our Rat Cup tonight as well, Gareth. So I'll put Who we... through there for bag of yeah. tips. Mm. All right, then I'm looking forward to reading them out. And we've got the Ladbrokes Cup as well, which is uh, the big race in Tasmania. Um, Star yes. Major yeah. at 240 for the rat race combining there. So, um, Ultimate Vinny today. Yep, Ultimate Vinny. There you go. Yep. Oh, yep, 350. So, for all the standing start lovers out there, you make sure you enjoy <laughs> and bet up there at Hobart. Good on you. Yeah, Thanks, There you go. <laughs> the Sports Bet Horsham Greyhound Cup on Friday, March 8th, so just over a week away. Corey Smith's been dominating everywhere I look these days. G'day, Smithy. G'day, G. What are you doing tomorrow night at the Meadows? Have you got a winner for us? Uh, hopefully I've got a couple for you. Uh, race three, number three, Tully Luna is the first one of those. We don't have any markets out yet, but I'm hoping for uh, anything north of $3. It's a race that doesn't have a huge amount of speed, and Tully Luna, I think, will just suit the 600 down to the ground. It's her second crack at that distance, and she should be ready to run it out well. And then in race six, number six, I'm with Drill Sergeant. Once again, no markets, so I'd want $2 plus. I'm not normally a bloke that sort of tips the greyhound that wears blinkers, but this is the most improved greyhound in the country. He won the Group 1 Sale Cup, Drill Sergeant, and I reckon this one just sets up for him with the vacant box to his inside. And it's taken Bell Policella and Palawar King to beat him at his last three starts, and they're the two best stayers in the country. 600 metres suits him, and I reckon he gets some room. So race three, number three, Tully Luna, I want $3 plus. And then race six, number six, Drill Sergeant, I want $2 plus there as well. We've got the heats of the Horsham Cup as well today, so looking forward to that. Um, they're a little bit later on. So you've got some nice progressive greyhounds going around there, and the Wimmer, explicit, has got box one and heat two. So he should be winning. You would, be, you would imagine he was about that price for a heat of the Australian Cup. So, um, $1.50, is that a good price or not? 
I think that's a reasonable price. Uh, yeah. He's come back nice and quickly after that uh, at the semi-final loss at, in the Australian Cup Series, but he, he's arguably the best dog in Australia. He's most exciting, that's for sure. Box number one brings him right into it. So he's going to be incredibly hard to beat, but that's the toughest of the, the four heats as well. So yeah. he's going to have to bring his A game, but his A game is, is very, very good, and he'll be winning that, in my opinion. And uh, Yeah, they're nice, nice interesting heats, Karis. Tim Zoo's been scratched, the Australian Cup winner, so we won't get to see him go around, unfortunately. Uh, but the Melbourne Cup winner, Aussie Rocks, does return in the final heats. So they're, they're going to be absolutely cracking races tonight uh, at Horsham. Good on you, brother. Keep on dominating. Thanks, Gareth. The Labrex Country Classic, Saturday the 16th of March. Terrific greyhound racing, especially at Richmond tonight in New South Wales with the Oaks and the Derby. Hello to you, Simon. Morning, G. How are you, my friend? Good, thank you, mate. Take it away with your best bets. What a day and night in New South Wales and the Dogs. Yeah, massive night down there at Richmond. Plenty going off, of course, the two dollars feature races. Look, do you want to have a play there? I reckon six. One, Hurricane Rain, each fail day in the Oaks. I just think she's going to get a great run on the rails. There's not a stack of pace in the race, but it's a pretty open affair, and I don't mind the price. I think 750 last time I looked for Hurricane Rain, second in the Futurity earlier this year. And if you want to play the Derby, this is an absolute belter, not without race eight, number six. I think it's the dog to beat. Six from seven at the track, 29-3 earlier this year. The caller, Russell Veach, said earlier this week that he thinks this dog could be absolutely anything, and I'm looking forward to watching him go. So that's eight, six in the Derby, not without. If you want to have a play... Uh, around the state tomorrow. Dubbo's got an absolutely ripping country classic, HG. We've got Nanga Nelly, Father Rick, Palawa King, Nanga Lucy all going head-to-head. This honestly could be a final of the country classic. And a lot of people will be drawn to Palawa King, but I think Father Rick is the dog to beat. And you're getting a price that I haven't seen for him in quite some while. I think over $4 last time I checked. So race eight mm. tomorrow at Dubbo. Number two, Father Rick. Palawa King, Jack Smith said during the week it's purely a throw at the stumps. Pretty good dog to have a throw at the stumps with, but I think yeah. 600 metres is just going to be way too short. And Father Rick has just been unblemished, basically, in the last couple of months. So why not have a play at him? 8-2, Father Rick. And then Wenty Park, the best bet tomorrow night, race 10, number 3, Omega Travis. Another Lord runner, another Joe Lanuti runner, who's building a really good record. 8 from 13 with four minors. Uh, really good little litter. And I think Omega Travis is going to be really tough to beat at Wenty. Race 10, number 3, tomorrow night. Palawa King has to be my favourite athlete nearly across the three codes at the moment. He, he's frustrating in a way as well, but boy, he's exciting. Like, <laughs> I, I love a dog that yeah. does what he does. He he gets into trouble. He misses the kick. He makes it difficult. You have to, like, it starts close to what's on. We got a bit of a price there in the fan of bale last Saturday, but um, he's an amazing dog to watch. So, yeah, we wish him... We wish him the best of luck over the 600 at Dubbo. Dubbo. He might just be warming up when it's all over. But, um, yep, he's an entertaining athlete to watch. There's no doubt about that, just like you are. Um, good on you, Simon. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Have a great weekend. Do it. There's Simon Orchard, the Ladbrokes Country Classic, Saturday the 16th of March. It's Greyhound Racing Supercharged. For Oz Equipment Rentals, supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries, ozequipment.com. Oz Equipment Randalls, look them up at ozequipment.com and the Ultima Hotel in the heart of the Mallee. Shane Bennett's heading there right now, so I'll get there. He'll be excited to head back to the Mallee after dominating America of recent times, so I reckon he might shout you a cold beer. Today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We're at the Valley tonight. Mitchie Lewis loves the Valley on a Friday night. Good morning to you once again, mate. Morning again, Gareth. Take it away with your specials, please. Okay, so race two, number one, Holy Racket. So last night I posted a, another bet in this race, uh, the number four, I Miss Margie. Uh, she's been scratched from the race. I thought she had run of the race and Holy Racket is the danger, but he was really impressive here at Mooney Valley last time. Uh, similar conditions again. He's got a big weight, but I think over the 9.55 metres, it shouldn't affect him. So I think this race sets up for him now with that scratching coming out. Beautiful. What else have you got for us? We're going to go race seven, number seven, Jungle Jim. So this is the feature race of the night. Yes. I think Jungle Jim, the way he's been racing, it sets up nicely for him out of barrier seven. I think Penthouse goes forwards, and he probably sits outside Penthouse in a comfortable position there. 
Um, he's obviously been around horses that have been, you know, competitive in stronger grades like Ray Magnerio and Midtown Boss. So I think Jungle Jim gets his chance here to win a nice race. Um, Celine Gaudry in the saddle, I really like. She's been riding this track really well in the last few months. So I really like that play there in race seven. Beautiful. You got another one for us? And then we're going to go to race eight. I, I like number five, End Journey here. So End Journey kicked off her career with two wins. And then she had a throat issue in her third um, start at Sandown. She resumed here last start, and she won really impressively. Uh, I know barrier 11 looks a little bit ugly, but she's going to come in four spots. So I think if she's quick enough outside there early, she'll get into a good position, and um, she should be leading, which I think is going to be where you want to be tonight. Beautiful. What about at Port Lincoln? Yeah, Port Lincoln Cup Day. Very good day out there at Port Lincoln Cup Day. So... We've got a handy meeting there. Um, I've got two. So one's at an each-way price and actually comes in the cup. Race seven, number one, I need a drink. So uh, it's won its last two here, three out of four. It won the lead-up race, the Peninsula Cup, last start. I think, again, it can go on with it now. I need a drink. He's really good here. This is obviously his favourite track. He's won six out of 11 here. Um, Rochelle Milne's in the saddle. She's ridden him for five of those wins. He'll go forwards from barrier six. He gets in well at the weight. And I reckon he's going he's gonna to hang on for at least the each way play there, go. All right, then. Beautiful, mate. Is that the only galloper there for us on Port Lincoln Cup Day? Race eight, number one, my Ocean Warrior would be the best bet of the day there. Sets up really nicely for him. He loves this track. He's um, two wins, two seconds over the track and distance. Now, from barrier six, uh, he's going to be able to sit off what I think will be a hot speed. A horse like Precedent's got a wide barrier who's going to have to do some work to get across. And I think that sets up my Ocean Warrior very nicely. Caitlin Toodle takes three kilos off, brings him down into the weights nicely, and I think he looks well-placed. Love your work. Thanks, brother. Thanks, mate. You have a good weekend. I'll chat to you soon. There's Mitchie Lewis there. Ballina, Luco Vanessia likes race four, number 13, Toast and Dreamer. And race eight, number 13, Touch of Gracie. And at Goulburn, he likes race seven, number four, Manhattan. And race eight, number six, Threatening. So race seven, number four, race eight, number six there at Goulburn today for Luki um, Hovanessian at those meetings there in New South Wales. So then we go down to Ararat, Ararat Pacing Cup night, race one, number seven, Rock and Roll Opal for Darren Carroll. And he also likes race nine, number one, I'm Jolly Good. Race one, number seven, and race nine, number one. And then in the Richmond Oaks, race six, number one, Hurricane Rain. And the Richmond Derby race eight, number six, not without for Simon Orchard there today. So that's his selections at Richmond. Big night of Greyhound racing there. Looking forward to that meeting at Richmond tonight. And that is Bag of Tips, thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals, supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries, ozequipment.com and the mighty Ultima Hotel. In the heart of the Mallee, just down the road from Swan Hill, make sure you swing by for a cold beer. Today's wagering update always brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.